I'm Karen Nelson, and you're listening to Becoming You Again, episode number 90. Welcome to Becoming You Again, the podcast to help with your mental and emotional well-being during and after divorce. This is where you learn to overcome the trauma of your divorce by reconnecting with yourself, creating lasting emotional resilience, and living a truly independent life so your life will be even better than when you were married. I'm your host, Karen Nelson. Hello, my friends. It is a new week, a new podcast, and this episode is number 90, which I think is actually pretty cool. We are very, very close to episode 100, which in the podcast world is kind of a big deal. Not a lot of podcasts make it to 100, and when you do, like, hooray, celebrate. That is amazing. And so I've been kind of thinking about what I want to do for the 100th episode that's coming up. And I was thinking that it might be kind of fun to do a Q&A. Like, you guys send in and submit your questions for literally anything that you want to know about. Anything you want to know about me. It doesn't have to be divorce-related. It can be, but it totally doesn't have to be. It can be personal questions. It can be asking about coaching, asking about my childhood, asking about my partnership, my kids. Parenting questions can be divorce questions. Like, literally whatever you want. You want to know what TV shows I watch? Ask it. You want to know what kind of music I love? Ask it. You want to know where I've traveled to? Anything and everything goes within reason. So this is how you submit a question for the 100th episode. What I want you to do is I want you to DM me on Instagram at Karen Nelson Coaching. And if you remember to just put the number 100 in there, either like at the beginning or at the end or just somewhere so I know that this is specifically for the 100th episode. If you forget, I probably will figure it out because it's maybe not going to be a Friday flip submission because it's not divorce specific. But either way, I will try to answer as many questions that come in as I can. And I will be recording this podcast in a few weeks because I usually record a few weeks out. And so you have until February 6th to submit your questions. All right, so on to today's topic, loving your body. We live in a body neurotic world. When it comes to bodies and health, it's all just kind of a giant mess of ideals and standards for women that have evolved over the years to where we find ourselves today. Thin is in, strong is okay, but not too strong. And if you find yourself living in a fat body, well, you might as well just stay indoors so no one has to see you or interact with you because gross. Now, don't get me wrong. These ideals are changing. I know that. The industry standards are slowly changing, and this change is being led by women and men and leaders who are tired of being looked at as less than because their bodies don't measure up on a size chart that was literally created by the diet industry, right? These people are leading the charge in moving toward a society where listening to your body is key, where body acceptance is the path and body diversity is becoming more of the norm. Strides have been made and continue to be made, but I think there's more to do. And like everything that I teach, if we are going to make any kind of difference in this world, we have to start with our world and where we have the most influence first which always starts with ourselves. So today, that is why I'm talking about loving your body. And I don't mean loving the body that you had when you were 18, or the body you had before you had kids, or the body you had when you were active and went to the gym five days a week 10 years ago. I mean the body you have right now. 
today, the one you woke up with this morning. Whatever that body is that you live in at this moment, that's the one I'm talking about. And my goal is to help you love yourself and your body that you're in right now a little bit more. There is so much that is behind the body shame industry and why we have such a hard time believing that we are beautiful in the skin we live in. And I'm not going to go into great detail about why our world and society and culture is this way in this podcast, but if you want to learn more about it and the idea of body objectification and body shaming and where this all comes from, then I'm going to recommend a couple of books that you can read that will help you, and I'm sure there are far more out there. I would recommend reading More Than a Body by Lindsay Kite and Lexi Kite. And of course, there's also a couple of great chapters in my favorite book that I talk about a lot lately (laughs) because it's such a great book, Burnout, The Secret of Unlocking the Stress Cycle by Emily Nagoski and Amelia Nagoski. So from the time we are little, our environment, everything we see, everything we hear, we learn, we absorb in today's society is body-centric. That is a truth that surrounds us. There is so much noise that attributes a woman's worth to how she looks. We learn to see ourselves and judge how we look from an outside perspective, trying to figure out what other people must be thinking about us, and then conform to try and fit those standards. When we look different than what society is telling us is acceptable, we start to self-objectify and tell ourselves that we aren't good enough, we aren't pretty enough, we aren't skinny enough, strong enough, or we're too skinny, too tall, too short, too fat, too strong, our boobs are too big, our boobs are too small, our butt is non-existent, our butt is way too big. And all of this leads to low self-worth. Okay, my cat just decided to join me here in the closet, and he is purring very loudly. So if you can hear him purring, just try and ignore it, because I'm going to keep going (laughs) with my recording. But all of this leads to low self-worth, because society is telling us we're not acceptable by these made-up standards, and and then we are telling ourselves that we're also not acceptable. And then we start to believe that we aren't worthy because of it. So a key element to loving your body right now is understanding your worth. Your worth has nothing to do with how you look. It has nothing to do with what the scale says. Your worth is not determined by whether you are married or you have a partner. Your worth is not determined by the size of clothes that fit your body. Your worth is not determined by your shoe size, your skin color, your hair texture, whether men whistle or catcall when you walk down a city street. Your worth is not determined by how many wrinkles you have or if your skin is smooth or acne-free. Your worth is not determined by how straight your teeth are or how flat your belly is or whether you have thicker calves or ankles. Your worth is inherent. Your worth was given to you the moment you were born and you had nothing to do with it. Your worth is constant. It is unchanging. It is unwavering. You do not have to change or be different in any way to have more worth because you have always been and you will always be at full capacity of your worth at 100%. Society doesn't want you to believe that your worth is inherent. So much of our society and culture today is driven by making profits and keeping you under control. And if you believe that your worth is already full, that you are already enough just as you are, 
then that means you're not going to fall for the idea of needing to buy something to change how you look. That means you're going to believe that your opinions are valid and acceptable, and that means you might not be as controllable as they want you to be. The idea floating around us at all times is that your body is a problem and it needs to be fixed because then you might be able to be more worthy. But your body has never been the problem. The perception of your body and you not understanding your inherent worth, that is the problem. And it's not your fault. It is not your fault that you perceive your body as not good enough. You have been grown in this garden of unworthiness and not good enough just by being alive in today's world. This idea of inherent worth may be new to you, and it may just be more challenging to accept as truth. And if that is the case, then I want you to work to loosen your grip around your story of what makes someone worthy. What would be the upside for you in believing that your worth is inherent? And is there a downside to believing that your worth is inherent? Learning to believe in your inherent worthiness is like planting the seed of self-love in the ground. And now what we need to do is give that seed some water and some fertilizer and some sunlight to help your body love seed grow. The singer Lizzo once said, quote, I don't think that loving yourself is a choice. I think that it's a decision that has to be made for survival. It was in my case. Loving myself was the result of answering two things. Do you want to live? Because this is who you're going to be for the rest of your life. Or are you going to just have a life of emptiness, self-hatred, and self-loathing? And I chose to live, so I had to accept myself. Loving the body that you live in is accepting yourself. It is one of the components of self-love. And if you've lived most of your life nitpicking, judging, self-objectifying, and hating on your body, then it makes sense that it's going to feel kind of uncomfortable to start to see yourself and accept yourself and your body as it is. And so I don't want you to think that like overnight you need to change your perception of how you look. It's going to feel uncomfortable and I want you to try to embrace that discomfort and let your thoughts be kind of messy here you're going to have some contradictory thoughts. This might sound something like, I recognize that I felt more worthy in the body I had before I had kids. I also recognize that my body now has nothing to do with my worth. Or I know my culture is telling me that I need to go to the gym so I can fit a certain mold of how to look. But I also know that when I move my body, I feel energized and more connected to myself. So it's okay to have contradictory thoughts here. It's okay for this work on learning to love your body and the skin that you're in feel a little uncomfortable. There's nothing wrong and it doesn't mean that you're not growing and learning to love yourself more. It's all part of the process. You can also start to work on how you think about your body. I am no different than you and I've been working on loving my body exactly as it is for years and years. And a few years ago, I was meeting with a woman for a new skincare routine, and she was asking me some questions about my skin, and when we were done talking, she said, I noticed that you referred to your skin and yourself as gross several times in your answers. I was dumbfounded. I didn't even realize that I had referred to myself and my skin as gross. And not just once, but several times, and we had only talked for like five minutes, That was a big wake-up call to me 
that I needed to start paying attention to how I was thinking about myself, how I was thinking about my body and the skin that I am in. I decided that I needed to begin to change that narrative for myself, but I knew I couldn't just go from I'm gross to I'm not gross, I'm lovely. I had to start with some neutral thoughts about myself because my belief just wasn't there yet. And one of my coaches likes to give this example of trying out a neutral thought like, I have a body when talking about learning to love your body. And another neutral thought might be, bodies come in all shapes and sizes. My body is one version of that. You can start with some of these neutral stepping stone thoughts or come up with a few on your own and then begin to practice that daily self-belief and redirection when it comes to your body and how you think about your body. The next step in learning to love your body is to stop filling your brain with images of what society is telling you how women should look. In every book I've read about loving your body and in every masterclass I've taken, every single expert agrees that normalizing real body shapes, real body sizes, and all kinds of skin color makes a huge difference. Stop following accounts on social media where you find yourself comparing yourself to the woman and then feeling bad that you don't look like her. Because you know what that's doing? That is leaving you hating yourself and feeling terrible. Start to fill your feed with accounts of women who, first of all, look like you, right? They have your same shape. They have your same size. They've got big boobs like you or small boobs like you or a big giant butt. Whatever it is, fill your feed with some women who look like you, first of all. Then go a step further and work on some body diversity and follow accounts of women with body shapes that are different than yours but not in a way where you're comparing, but rather noticing the beauty of the difference. Follow women whose body shapes are different than yours, hair texture is different than yours, skin color is different than yours, and really start to notice they are no better or worse than you, but rather diverse. Our brains have something called confirmation bias, which means that we look for evidence to support the things that we already believe. If you believe that you are ugly, different, and the wrong shape, then you will look around and see women who are the quote-unquote right shape and who are pretty and who all kind of look the same, but different than you. So by feeling your social media with a new narrative and looking for the beauty in the diversity of shapes, sizes, curves, colors, you are going to be changing your confirmation bias to find evidence that supports diverse women, including you and including me, and what the new definition of beauty is, and what the new definition of normal is, or however you want to think about it. And the final thing that I want to say is start to dress in a way that makes you feel good. Buy clothes that fit you. I'm not kidding. Buy clothes that fit you. Get rid of the jeans that you've kept in your drawer for five years hoping to get back into them. Stop wearing the oversized t-shirts that you got for free that they handed out at the basketball game because it's two sizes too big, but it at least fits. Throw away the clothes that have holes in them or that just don't fit right. A few years ago, I was going through exactly this thing where I was looking to find some clothes that made me feel good when I wore them and when I looked in the mirror. And number one, I wanted some clothes that fit me right. And number two, I really wanted to look at myself in the mirror and think, I look really great in this. But the problem is, I really, really, really hate shopping. 
I hate it with a passion. I don't like to go to the store and try on a million things and spend an entire afternoon doing that only to come home with one thing maybe. I hate that. To me, it is just not a good use of my time and I don't enjoy it. Now, I know lots of people do and I'm not saying that you shouldn't. If that makes you happy and you love to do that, go for it. It is just not my thing. And so I signed up for one of those online style websites where you tell them your sizes and kind of your style. And then you have a stylist who picks things out and they send them to you each month and you try them on and you keep the ones that you like and you send back the ones that you don't like or that don't fit right. And I have to say, I really loved this. I didn't have to use my brain power or my energy to curate the clothes and shoes on my own. And instead, all I had to do was try stuff on. And if it felt good on my body, then I'd keep it. Now, you don't have to completely overhaul your wardrobe in one go. I'm not saying dump everything and go start over. Most of us can't afford to do that. Most of us don't want to do that. But give yourself permission to buy a few items and wear some things that fit right and make it very easy for you to think about how amazing you are in your skin, in the body you're in right now. Remember, you are inherently worthy and changing your body to fit some ridiculous cultural ideal will not make you more worthy. It can't because your worth is already at 100%. Change the way you talk to yourself, starting with neutrality if you need to. Fill your feed with diversity. Stop following accounts where you come away feeling not good enough and buy clothes that fit and help you to feel good about yourself. You are in charge of loving your body. Nobody else can do that work for you. And this is work worth doing. That's it for today, my friends. I will talk to you soon. If you like what you're learning on the podcast and you're ready to create lasting change and results in your life, then you need to be working one-on-one with Karen as your divorce coach. This is where we take everything you're learning in the podcast and 10 exit with implementation and weekly coaching, where you start to see change in yourself and your life immediately. To find out more about how to work exclusively with Karen, go to www.karennelsoncoaching.com. That's www.karennelsoncoaching.com. Thanks for listening. If this podcast agreed with you in any way, please take a minute to follow and give it a rating wherever you listen to podcasts. And for more details about how I can help you live an even better life than when you were married, make sure and check out the full show notes by clicking the link in the description.